0: The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Create a career and a life you love. Welcome to Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall.
1: And welcome to another wonderful and fun episode of Bring Your Soul to Work. I am talking about Bring Your Soul to Work today. (laughs) The redundant topic. The reason why I'm talking about this is so many people ask me the question, does that whole bring your soul to work thing actually work, Mo? And then the second most common thing I get is, why isn't the law of attraction working for me? So we're going to talk about both of those today, and I am going to answer both of those questions. And I'm going to give you a little physics lesson. We're going to have some fun with that. And I'm going to take your calls. I'm going to take your calls, and I'm going to wow you with all kinds of cool stuff that will help you understand your soul a little bit more help you understand uh, this law of attraction thing. What is it really? How does it affect my life? Why doesn't it work for me? So many questions like that come my way all the time and I want to solve the puzzle pieces for you today. So we're going to go into um, that topic, those topics today. And if we happen to cross the bridge of how this actually impacts your career. We're going to get into that too. Every single day, every single week, we are talking to dozens of women whose careers are off track a bit, and for whatever reason. And the fix has everything to do with bring your soul to work, and the fix has everything to do with the law of attraction. And I always say you can have an average resume, an average interview An average LinkedIn profile. Uh, You don't have to have every single certification and degree on the planet. If you're bringing your soul to work, you're rocking it at the highest level. So let's delve into that for a second. So definitions seem to be the necessary starting point for this conversation today. Let's go into the definition of one's soul for just a second. And there may be millions of other definitions But the way I use the word soul is both a spiritual perspective, a personal perspective, and also a global humanity perspective. So I'm going to step into the world of quantum physics for a second, and then I'm going to get back to the soul. So Albert Einstein, maybe you've heard his name before, in 1905, began thrilling the scientific community with concepts and sometimes proof that there was an energetic world in which we lived in. Not just Newtonian physics, cause and effect, an object in motion stays in motion, but an actual unified energy that encompasses everything that we know. And years before Einstein, and even I think the first time Einstein talked about this, he called it the ether, the ether in which we live. There was no better word for it than, uh, maybe some of you have seen the the movie The Matrix. Some people refer to it as a matrix. There's uh, a few quantum physics theories on string theory, alternate energetic universes, and so forth. We're not going to get into all of the quantum physics beyond my scope, but I'm going to use enough to help describe what this energetic world looks and feels like. And if you remember sixth grade, eighth grade uh, science, you learned about the atom. And the atom is comprised of a lot of components, some of which are before and after physical world elements, and some of them are in the physical world. Teeny tiny parts of an atom are physical, teeny tiny. Most of it's a swirl of energy. And then there's these teeny tiny little things called nucleus, protons, electrons, quarks, all kinds of little pieces that are more matter. They have, they have solidified. But if you look at an atom, most of its mass, most of its stuff is energy, not physical so the desk, boom, 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 that I am putting my computer on, the microphone I'm talking through, the wires, etc. they're all a bunch of atoms strung together to make compounds like rubber and metal and plastic and wood and all of that. It looks like solid matter. I can touch it. I can pound on it. I can move it. But when you boil it down, not boil it down, when you when you reduce it, to its finest components, it's mostly energy. And so is the air that we breathe. And so is the body we live in, energy. It just seems solid in many ways to us because of our perception and how we're made. We are made to perceive light in a certain bandwidth of light. There is light that exists outside of our ability to perceive it. There is sound outside of our ability to perceive it. So it would just go to natural uh, order, if you will, in this uncommon way of looking at the universe, that there are other energy streams beyond our perception. My dog used to be able to smell more than I could smell. She would see more than I could see. And I know that the way she was built, she had greater perception of things I didn't have. So there are many, 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 many dimensions that we cannot perceive that exist. Excuse me, I'm going to have a little, still a little lingering cough here. I tried to get myself all ready not to have to do that, but here we go. Okay, so all of these dimensions of the physical world are there. And the non-physical world are there. We can't see them. We can't see our soul. It's there. There's a thing thinking the thoughts. Wayne Dyer, when he was around, he used to remind us of passages from the ancient text, the Tao. There is a thinker behind the thoughts, there is an observer behind the life. Who is that who peeks out from me? Who is that? That's your soul. And when you die, on the physical plane, you will know that your soul has still continued on and your body still weighs the same. The soul doesn't have weight in the physical world. It is comprised of unseen energy. And that energy of the soul is either vibrant and energized, and functioning, and doing its thing, or it is dim, and dark, scarred, nicked. And when it is, you have to get the energy to fuel your sense of self from outside the self. It's necessary to grab energy from other things, other people from drama at the office, from a television show that captures your attention. It is necessary because we are desiring energy and fueling ourselves. And if we don't have it within us, if our soul has been pushed down, beaten down, bully boss, toxic work environment, maybe a bad relationship, perhaps the way our parents raised us, whatever it is, If we've been squished down and pushed down and now we're hiding our soul because we don't want to get hurt, we're not living the fullest life that we could live. So it is incumbent upon us to fuel that soul from within so that we have our own energy source and we are not seeking it from the outside world. We're not seeking it from the matrix, from the ether We're not trying to grab love from someone else so we feel lovable. We're not trying to grab someone's attention and complain and rant and rave so that we feel something. When we fuel our own internal power source, our soul, we now have not only a sense of energy and happiness and joy from within, but we now can reclaim the uniqueness of who we are. And when we reclaim the uniqueness of who we really are, not the engineering degree, not the title of the job, not even the responsibilities of being a wife or a mother or a sister or a daughter, but who we really are, that loyal, tenacious, quirky person underneath all of the titles and all of the roles. There's a you in there who is looking out at the world. There is a you in there who is peeking out from her unique perspective. That you is your soul. And when you increase the vibration of your soul, you will naturally be happier. You will naturally have more energy Because your own power plant is back in operation. Now here's the thing. When we start to turn the soul's energy up, those gremlins that shut us down start to say, why are they getting put out of business? Who are you to be happy? What's this going on that you're turning on the energy from inside? Don't change us. You see, you have a constant program that runs all the time that defines who you are to yourself and defines how you view the world. Those filters begin to change when you bring your soul's energy up. And those filters begin to be consistent with your beauty and your awesomeness, with your perfection true perfection, because the energy of the soul is perfect. All the women I work with are striving for perfection, good marks, get the job done, work extra long hours to please the boss. That external perfection doesn't exist. The only perfection that exists is the soul. Most of us have had have had at least a few experiences of being around a young baby, giggling, laughing. And when the baby cries, he or she is not self-judgment about crying. He or she is not self-judging about laughing. They're just being. They're just being. And that essence is still within you. So clearing it up, And being that true, wholeful self that you are is the key to your happiness in life and at work. And when you have an engineering job, a computer IT job, a sales job, a fundraiser, writer, teacher, nurse, manager, leader, executive, anything. That job gets better filled in. It gets better done when the being of you is turned on. Everything about you gets better. Everything gets better because you now have a brighter light. And when your light is brighter, and you've brushed off and slayed the gremlin dragons. You now can live a happier existence. You now are not reacting to everything. You now are seeing a holistic view of your team, your coworkers, your company. You're now connected to a higher purpose. You now are living in the full wholeness of you that was destined to be a part of this human existence. The life you have here as a physical body only feels good when your soul is lit up. That's the only thing that truly makes us happy is our soul. And really, that's joy. If you look at happiness, it's really a reaction to something outside there. Joy is really what our soul looks like. Joy and clarity, appreciation. Those words resonate at the highest level of our emotional beingness. And it is the furthest way, furthest removed from fear. Fear, despair, powerlessness. When we are hanging out there, we have lost our soul. And what we need to do from that point is to turn it back up. And that journey can be seen sometimes as the warrior's journey. Claiming our soul back is the best heroic journey known to us as human beings claiming our soul back and there's a variety of ways to do it I don't think any way is right or wrong so many religions that we have made as human beings help us get there so many spiritual techniques Reading a book that feels and resonates with our spirit and soul helps. But truthfully, living through our soul is the best way to bring our soul up. Living through our soul. Practicing that higher level of vibrational reality so that our soul can have a life back. And when we live through our soul's energy, and have turned it up. We do something in that quantum field. We now have a different effect in that ether, in that quantum field, in that unified field of non-physicality that we're all connected to. That field that Albert Einstein told us about that field that we know is true because of modern science, the field that is created by all of the swirling of all the atoms in our existence. When we're living in joy, clarity, and appreciation, we now have a new attractor pattern in the field, like a magnet, just like the magnetic force we have when we are in fear and despair. That saying, misery loves company, is pretty much spot on. And birds of a feather flock together. Spot on. Because when we are vibing at those levels, we attract more of the same. It is a universal law It is the way the universe is put together. It is as strong a fact as you could ever imagine. So if you have an attractor pattern of fear, despair, and powerlessness, which you may indeed have if you've lost your job or gotten fired or have a bully boss, if the work that you put out there every day is not appreciated if the environment you go to every day is a horrible environment you will have an attractor pattern of despair and powerlessness and the more you play into that vibrational pattern the more you're going to get of that the more you bring your soul back up in its vibrational life its reality its vibrancy the more you go toward clarity, joy, and appreciation, that's your attractor pattern. When your attractor pattern is at joy, clarity, and appreciation, you're attracting the best of life. You're at the juicy level. And you bring more of that into your life. This, my dear listeners, is the law of attraction. This is how it works. This is how the universe was put together. And this was the beginning of what quantum physics is all about. Now we have a deep scientific knowing. It's not just guesswork. It's not just, I hope if I'm happy, better things will come to me. It's true, it's accurate, it's scientific. And it follows all of the teachings of the religions that have been around for millennia. And so many sayings out there have resonated with it. Seems kind of true that misery loves company. Seems kind of true that birds of a feather flock together. It seems kind of true that when you treat other people well, they treat treat you well. Seems kind of true. Feels... Pretty good to be in a state of gratitude and love. That feels pretty good. I can feel in my body a certain sense of joy when I feel that. Yeah, that, that, that seems to be true and right. Our body is the only thing we have to truly feel what our soul's livelihood is all about. When we feel powerless, it's in our body. It's not just a simple thought of powerlessness. It's in our body. It's a deep sense of dread and emptiness, probably in the pit of the stomach, and the legs get kind of heavy. Our body is the only thing we have to feel the vibration of where we're at. So when we are vibrating at a high level, our body feels good. Our heart feels open, feels light. I ask this of my clients all the time when they go through a great interview or they're happy about their elevator pitch they put together or when they land their dream job and they're so happy. Where do you feel that? I feel it in my heart. I feel light. I feel light in my heart. Yeah. That's that energy center, open and receiving and creating its own vibrancy of joy and happiness. The law of attraction follows this quantum physics principle of life. It is not just the law of attraction. It is the law of the universe. It is the law of life. I'd love to dialogue with you as soon as we come back from the break. You can call me and let's have a discussion, ask me any question you want on bringing your soul to work, the law of attraction. You can ask me some questions about physics. I'm not sure I'll have all the answers there. And just so that you can write this number down, I'm at 816-251-3555. So many women I begin working with have an understanding, a basic understanding. Maybe they've read a book or two. But when they learn how to actually bring these principles into real life, so to speak, into their real world, into their job hunting, into their career development, into their personal development, and they actually get real world results, they then start laying down the track of evidence that the mind needs to be consistent with these theories because if the mind can't grab a hold of the concept, it's a little bit more difficult for us as human beings to be believers, if you will. And so many of you listening are probably coming from a Christian faith of just believing because of your belief system. And when you see the beauty of your soul show up and you see results, in your pocketbook, in your title, in the work you do, be more fulfilling. When you see those results, you now can have a better human grasp on what's really going on. And that level of certainty really does lock in how you're able to continue to tap into, to hang on to, to maintain that level of beautiful, soulful, vibrational you. And it can indeed be a brand new lifestyle to live life from your soul. Not just wanting it, not just hoping, not just praying, please release me, please free me. But to actually being in that space, in that spot, It is the best place to live. It is the most fulfilling. It is the destiny of what we were born to look and feel like. It's the it place. All great things from life emanate from that place of your soul. So as we talk about bring your soul to work, does it really work? There's your answer for that. When we talk about, Mo, the law of attraction just doesn't seem to be working for me. It's because of that. If the vibration and livelihood of your soul is a very low vibration, you cannot out-affirm that. You have to bring your soul's vibration up so that your attractor pattern changes. There is no hard work or affirmations that override that vibration. I'm going to tell you more about some exact client examples and your calls when we get back. are
0: spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. It takes you to power Unity Online Radio. If you'd like to make a positive difference in the world, you can by contributing to this global ministry. Unity Online Radio relies on listeners like you to support our broadcasts that send our messages out to an awakening world. Go to UnityOnlineRadio.org and click on Donate Today. Here's a Unity Teachable Moment with Rev. Blair Tabor from Unity San Diego taken from a talk called Sacred Service, The Ultimate Spiritual Growth. Who we are and who we perceive ourselves to be as human beings is just such a small part of who we are as spiritual beings. You remember the phrase that I like, you know, Emily Cady says, God did not make you be spiritual pygmies, but spiritual giants. You know, and do we live as if we're spiritual giants? No, we don't. We live, live as if we're you know, weak human beings. You know, we're spiritual giants. We need to live that way in our lives. So we have to let go of the ego. It's a challenge because we spent so much energy and focus on on our ego, on dressing a certain way and talking a certain way and looking a certain way and and aligning ourselves in certain ways to to uphold that ego identity. But as we're willing to let that go, let it be permeable to spirit, then what we find is we're connected to that infinite oneness that is God. To find a Unity Church near you, visit unity.org. For over 23 years, Liz Dawn and the team at Celebrate Your Life have been presenting life-changing events with some of the world's leading spiritual teachers. Experience a Celebrate Your Life event for yourself in 2019. Tickets are available now for the International Women's Summit March 7th to 10th in Phoenix, Arizona, featuring some of the most inspirational speakers in the realm of mind, body, and spirit. Do something for yourself this year. Go to CelebrateYourLife.com and reserve your space today. More and more people are interested in a vegan lifestyle and the numbers continue to grow. Join Victoria Moran every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central for Main Street Vegan and learn how to make the shift to help animals and the planet. Each week, Victoria shares recipes, health tips and interviews with celebrity vegans, experts and activists. Learn how to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. Right here on Unity Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Call now with your question or comment, 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Love your work and your life. This is Bring Your Soul to Work with MoFall.
1: And that's exactly what we are talking about today. We are breaking it down. We are breaking down the Bring Your Soul to Work concept, theories, ideas. Mo, why does this work? I've had over 400 women through my workshop over the years that I've been doing it. I've been doing it for a little over four years. And um, when I was in corporate America for 30-plus years, I was in the healthcare sector, started out my career as a nurse, and... um, As a young nurse, actually in college even, I began to read the likes of Wayne Dyer and other writers and authors uh, telling us about some of these spiritual principles. And I wasn't fully satisfied until I started getting into the quantum physics aspect and tying those pieces together and chaos theory and fractals and mathematics. And I'm not an expert in any of the big, heady sciences, but I know just enough to tie together some of the spiritual principles and to understand how these actually do work in the world. Because being the practical person that I am, most nurses are very practical people. um, If I'm giving a patient a medicine, if I'm giving them a treatment, if, if they're having an intravenous or a breathing treatment or going for a procedure surgery, there's got to be a thing that's happening that's going to affect their body and make their life better. So it's very practical. There's no reason to have surgery if you don't have a tumor to cut out. Okay? You don't do surgery unless you have something that surgery is required for. And you don't go through the risks of surgery. So when you understand what's going on with the body, you can do something about it. You can intervene, and this is all in the physical realm. But what was missing me as a young nurse was what was causing these things in the body. How come some people would have cancer at the age of 10 and others wouldn't? Well, here's the thing. The the DNA that causes our body to do all the things that it does is like a little software program. And when that DNA gets affected, turns off and on cells and things don't operate the way they're supposed to. So a 10-year-old kid with cancer has a, a program in their DNA that tells the cells to do something that normal cells don't do. Or if you're 30 or 40, I was 46 when I had breast cancer. Something in the DNA coding told my cells to do something different. I'm not here today necessarily to talk about why that happens, but that is what happens. The messages that get to the cells tell it a different message. You go replicate yourself. You go turn yourself into something else. Turn yourself into a tomb or do this, do that. The body is receiving messages all the time, and we're still just in the infancy of figuring that out. And we can change the destiny of cells by changing the DNA in the cell. And we're just at the infancy of that. But what we see today in modern medicine that I was so intrigued by is conventional wisdom, common wisdom. It's in the three-dimensional world. It's the cause and effect that Isaac Newton told us about. It's gravity-oriented. It's the things of dropping my pen and it hitting the lowest point underneath it. It is me pushing a rolling object and it goes a little bit faster. All of these things are in the conventional, common, three-dimensional world. And when we are in the three-dimensional world, we're dealing with cause and effect. Cause and effect, cause and effect, cause and effect. There's a rare physician that you show up at their office and she says, hey, you've got high blood pressure. She wants to treat the high blood pressure. That's what she was taught, cause and effect. High blood pressure, treat it. These are the pills. What's causing your high blood pressure, Mo? What's causing that? Maybe it's stress. Maybe it's being a little overweight. Maybe it's a little hereditary piece. What's the cause? No, we're treating the cause. We're not trying to understand it in the conventional world. In the spiritual quantum physics domain we are actually able to be the cause and this is one of those crazy comic book type of things that when I help my clients understand this and the first half of this show I explained quantum physics and the principles of why the law of attraction works and why your soul is such an important component actually it is the component of all of that going in one direction or another or this direction. If you're hanging out in worry and doubt, you're going to have an attractor pattern of more worry and doubt. Those types of things, people and places and experiences are going to come your way because that is your attractor pattern. It's the way it goes. It's the way it works. And you can deny it and you could try to effort your way around it. But if you don't change the energy vibration that you're putting out into the quantum world, into the quantum soup, into the quantum field, if you don't change your vibration, you're not truly changing your life. And when you do change your vibration, you are the cause. And I'm going to tell you some very specific examples, not only for me, but also for my clients. I'm going to change my clients' names a little bit to protect the innocent, to protect the absolute glowing, beautiful people on this planet who have gone from low vibration, anger, revenge, (laughs) insecurity, despair, to passion and empowered and clarity and joy and appreciation. That trip, for some of my clients, is a couple of weeks where they've spent decades at another vibrational level, decades of struggling in their career, decades at things not going the way that they wanted. Why aren't things working out for me? So I'm going to explain how this goes in the real world. I'm going to explain the practical ways It's not in the three-dimensional world. It's not in the world of fixing things through surgery. It's not in the world of cause and effect. It is beyond and outside that. Because when you change your vibrational level, when you bring your soul to work, when you have the guts, the courage, the bravery, the responsibility, the self-responsibility to change your vibration you will see uncommon results you will see unconventional people places and things happening you will be participating in life as the cause you can be well you actually are always the cause But when you get into the driver's seat of it, life changes in miraculous ways. And I would want you to believe it because I witness it. I'm here to share a few stories with you because I want you to know it's true because other women have witnessed it, have lived it. And by the way, I'm going to invite you again, even though I'm a little hoarse. I'm actually totally energized, rare to go 816-251-3555. Why don't you pick up the phone and give a call and let's have a discussion about how the bring your soul to work and how the law of the universe is in effect in your world and what you can do about it. Happy to take your call. So let's talk about me first for an example. So when I was a um, an executive Several times in my life, I lost my job. I sometimes lost it because I got out of favor with my boss. I sometimes lost my job because the organization did a reorganization. I sometimes lost my job because the department or division that I was in shut down, closed, shrunk, etc. One time I was actually transferred to a whole different city for six months as a stopover point. Take a little drink of water, see if I can ease my voice for a second. So I was transferred to another city as a stopover point, but eventually I lost that job because the division shut down. Uh, They were no longer growing. and could no longer afford to have uh, people running that division. It just wasn't performing. And one time in my career, I made a very bold career decision after not getting a promotion, actually being passed over three times. Third time was the charm, if you will. And so here's the thing. I spent a few days, maybe a week in victimhood, grief, despair, powerlessness, Maybe even a little bit of jealousy about not getting that promotion. Maybe for a day or two I wanted revenge. They'll see that I'm better than that. They'll see that they should have got, given me the promotion. In one of those instances I even had like my team members rallying around me and making complaints about the fact I didn't get that promotion. And then I decided to use what I know. To use what I know. In imagining and visualizing the job I wanted, the place I wanted to be at, how I wanted to feel, I began to turn my situation and me into being the cause of something new and different. And in this particular instance, I really liked the company. I loved my coworkers and my team. I was having a great time being an executive in that company. Still to this day, very friendly with a lot of people and um, fond memories. But I decided that my destiny wasn't there. And I visualized and imagined and felt in my heart a new place, a new role for me. Something that would just finally feel like I was in the right place less than 2 weeks later i got a call from a executive recruiter about a really great job and their headquarters were about an hour away so still local headquarters another national level job i was pretty interested opportunity opportunity at a higher level stock options very attractive compensation package. And I thought to myself, this is it. This is what I've been visualizing. I didn't have any idea that that opportunity existed. Now, I knew of this small budding company because they were actually a competitor of the company I was working at. And um, I didn't imagine that they would have this high level of a position. But, They were expanding and growing and wanted someone to lead that expansion. So, even though I was a bit reluctant at first, I jumped into the opportunity two feet, jumped right into that opportunity. Got myself ready, made sure that my resume was nice and shiny and bright, practiced all the beautiful, wonderful things that I've done in my career that would be impactful to them. Practiced, practiced, practiced. And what I did right alongside all of that practical stuff that I did, I visualized the outcome. I visualized the vibrational feeling that I wanted to have. The enthusiasm, the eagerness, the happiness, the positive expectations, the joy, the appreciation of that new job before I had it. Yep, before I had it, I changed my vibrational status when I didn't get that promotion. And I moved myself to being who I wanted to be. I said, no, I'm not going to be the victim of not getting that. After I got myself really clear about who I wanted to be and what I wanted to do, I began practicing the non-physical, the energetic. I started being the cause of the new ripple effect into the quantum field, who I wanted to be and how I wanted to be. I landed that job. It was a big pay increase. It was a big job. I was excited and happy. The exact feelings I had imagined. Now, the job at first was a real uphill battle because of what I was entering into. I had a really great run for three years at this company, helping them quadruple their book of business. And that's exactly what they wanted to do. I performed very, very well. Unfortunately, there was someone there who wasn't really that happy about my success. And eventually that led to me making a decision to get into this business, to be a coach, to help empower women in their careers. I reached the highest echelon that I'd ever dreamed of. When I started out as a nurse and moved myself into the healthcare management field, I always wanted to have a bigger impact. I always wanted to influence people's lives like I did as a bedside nurse, but I wanted to just have more of an impact. My soul kept speaking to me more impact, greater impact. So I moved my career up and up and up and along. I hit many potholes, many dragons along the path, and I learned from each and every one of them, and I got stronger, and each job after losing one or changing one was better than the next until the final destination. And now this is my true calling, my true destination. All that I did in my career allows me to guide and coach and direct hundreds of women every year into something better for them. And I love it. And I'm so grateful for all the career broken bones and skin knees and bruises I got along the way. Grateful for each and every one of them. Because now I can help navigate others through much of the same. Just like a client who's currently in my workshop I'm just going to call her Mary. It's not her real name. (laughs) She'd been with the same employer for 10 years. Excuse me. Not a single pay increase, really. Doing great work. Fastidious, conscientious worker. Really enjoying the work and actually feeling great about the, the mentorship of her boss. She didn't put herself first, she didn't put herself second, or third, or even maybe fourth for those 10 years that she was there. And as her kids grew uh, high school and college age, they no longer needed her as much, so now she was thinking it's her time. And she really wanted to break out and be a star. And I said to her, you know, to be a star and to really perform at the next highest level and to Make the money that you should be making based on what you're telling me. You may have to leave this place. What do you think? She said, you know what? I'm prepared for that. And I said, okay, then we can do something. Because when you have that level of commitment, the universe rallies behind you. If the commitment is, well, if it involves leaving, I don't know. If you're wishy-washy and don't have that level of power into the unified field, the universe doesn't tend to rally around you so much. So if you're contemplating a career move or a work move, a job move, or if it's been forced upon you, many of the women in my workshop right now, end of the year, beginning of this year, lost their jobs through one reason or another. The level of commitment to say, yep, I'm worth it. I'm going to make a change. I'm ready. The universe hears that conviction. So, Mary, in my workshop, we coached her through. I have a a team of other coaches who work with me in my workshop and the work we do. Teed her up for a great conversation with her boss. Teed her up to how to show up fully in her power. Now, she did work in the workshop for, I think, about six to eight weeks before she had this conversation. She started doing the work to increase her soul's vibration and she started having immediate results in the work that she was doing and I'm not telling you the exact work that she's doing because I just want to kind of protect her identity a little bit she got immediate results the results were easier things were flowing she knew what her soul's vibration and alignment felt like So now we figure she's ready for the big conversation with the boss. She had that conversation and she walks in and he immediately gives her a bonus on the spot. And then more opportunity for this year and next. She'll be Somewhere around 30 to 50 percent more of her income just this year, and then next year will be even more. She's in the flow and she understands her soul's vibration and she understands the power of it. She came alive from the inside, and she was able to be the cause. An outcome that was uncommon, unconventional, and couldn't and wouldn't have happened if she would have tackled it only in the three-dimensional world. It would not have happened. You cannot move mountains. In the world of mountains, you must move them through faith. So, her ability to take her soul's vibration up, skills and techniques that she was given, and the faith and the knowing and the certainty within her of a positive result moved that mountain for her. Super inspiring. And within the workshop, she shared her good news. Everyone cheered her. And then she began to share additional beautiful experiences and outcomes that are happening with her family, with her children. And as we say, the better it gets, the better it gets. Because when you get at that high level vibration with your soul, and you are shining from the soul, That attractor pattern in the unified field is an unmistakable beam of attraction for other things like that. Other people, places, things, opportunities. They come your way when your vibrational level is at that clarity, joy, and appreciation. It's predictable. It's unmistakable. It's the way it works. If you believe in God, God put it together this way. If you want to go the physics route, it's the way the world is engineered and built. So the results that we get in the three-dimensional physical world are all about you moving the energy first. And when you're stuck on the same energy pattern, fear, grief, revenge, anger, discouragement, blame, worry, if you're stuck down there, there's no result that's going to be different than that vibration. I had another client in my workshop at the end of last year, I believe it was, I'm gonna call her Susie, not her real name. She's in the IT software development world. Right before she joined my workshop, she was discharged from the hospital after a nervous breakdown. She was desperate for something else because her work environment was horrible. Horrible. She loved her co-workers. She actually liked the work. She was actually somewhat of an award-winning contributor in the software development app space. She didn't really want to leave her job and her work because there was a comfort level. There was a comfort level of who she is, what she knew, and what she did. But it was really hurting her. She was in insecurity and grief and depression and despair 24-7. So until she changed her vibration, there was no way she could get out of that. That's what this, this whole idea of, I feel stuck, Mo. You feel stuck because you keep playing the same vibrational level and having that attractor pattern, and nothing's ever going to change. And what causes these things to change sometimes is a new sense of you, a new vibrational status of you. If you'd like to take a look at something more and something new, you must increase your vibrational level like my clients do every single day. And I'd love to help you. You can visit me at mofall.com and learn all about it.
0: Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an
1: awakening world.
0: Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber and I'm an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like Earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts, so you don't miss an
1: episode.